Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name is Joshua Millage, and I'm joined today with Christopher Badgett. Today, we are talking about a framework that I've created over the last three months called the Ultimate Course Creation Framework. And we're going to jump into part one in this series. It's a five-part series and give you kind of uh, some narrative around the things that are taught in the Ultimate Course Creation Framework. So if you want to opt in for this email mini course, all you have to do is go over to lifterlms.com slash course clinic. Or if you're listening to this on a podcast player, you can simply text the word course clinic, one word, to 33444 and we'll get you enrolled that way. Um, I really encourage you to enroll in the Ultimate Course Creation Framework mini course because it's going to run in parallel with these LMS cast episodes where Chris and I get a little bit more theoretical. Uh, Who knows where we're going to go with it, but we're going to have fun and we're going to be talking about the content in the mini course. So if you're like, what the heck are they talking about? Go sign up for the mini course, opt in, join us, and all of this will make much more, uh, a lot more sense. So and I just to- want to, I just want to say one of the things I'm really proud of is this course clinic, ultimate course creation framework that Joshua's created here. I've seen the ins and outs of it, and it's it's really really good. So if if you're into becoming an LMS superstar, online course education entrepreneur, and take take level up to the next level you're going to love what you get out of the ultimate course creators framework. And I'm really happy to do this, uh, you know, just kind of aerial view with you today, Josh, because it's some good stuff. Well, and I'm, you know, let's just start with the big why, like, why did I create this in the first place? And, um, and thank you for those kind words, Chris, because you're, you're an expert and it means a lot that you'd say that. Um, but I've just got tired over the last year working with so many people who'd come and, uh, buy our plugin lifter LMS and then go and build a course. And then they come back and they didn't have any technical issues. Like they loved lifter. It was fine, but they were like really struggling to get their course business going. Or even if they weren't selling it, they were just struggling to get traction. And it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, that at the end of the day, there's a simple step-by-step process that you can follow to make sure that you have success with your course. And this works at any level. If you're just starting out all the way to the advanced levels, if you have a massive listing of launch courses in the past, all of it fits in this framework. And so today we're just talking about step one, which is, which, which is what I call rapid enrollment. And rapid enrollment is uh, basically the idea that you want to have a list together of people who are your potential students that you can launch and pre-launch to before you create your course. And the reason is that... Um, I think that educators struggle with uh, some some pride and some arrogance when it comes to uh, thinking that they know what their students want to learn. And the interesting thing about the online landscape opposed to like the in-classroom traditional education model is can be boiled down into, into one word for me, which is choice. So a student can choose now. So if yeah. I, back in the day, I sign up for a business program. I'm told what I have to take. I got to take it. If I want that degree, I got to take it. Like I don't have an option. Maybe I have an option between, you know, for me, uh, Professor Anderson or Professor Deal for accounting, but that, that's about the variation I have. Now with the internet, you have a ton of options for learning accounting, for instance. I could go to Udemy. I could go to YouTube and string it together myself, or I could go to someone else and learn it. Um, and, and that's part of that. That's part of that democratization of education. Like the walls are coming down, the strong will survive. And by strong, I mean the courses or the combination of learning situations that actually work and deliver the result you're going for in what's likely a very fast changing 
uh, industry or economy. Right. So exactly. So the idea with the, the rapid enrollment step is curating a group of people who are interested in the subject matter that you can teach towards. So in my case, that might be online marketing or in this case, course creation, even though I'm giving away this, this course for free. And, um, when you launch, when you have this group, this kind of beta group or potential student list together, the feedback that you gather from them, uh, will help you really solidify a rock, a rock solid course. And you'll learn, you'll pick up on words that they use that you can use in your course, it, your course lessons, as well as your sales messages. Um, so you'll really learn how to speak to the, the end student well and the customer well. Um, so what does rapid enrollment really entail? And for me, it's, it's, very, it's a micro task that unfortunately, uh, takes a lot of work. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna beat around the bush. Like it, it takes hustle. Um, but what I suggest people do is they work really, 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 really hard on getting a list of a hundred potential students together. And a lot of people just trip out about this. Um, they, they're like, you know, that's all. I don't know a lot of people. Like, I don't have a big social following. They, they come up with all these excuses. And the fact of the matter is, like, if you want to, you can get 100 people on a student interest list. It's as simple as using Twitter. You got to think about Twitter as, like, text messaging the world. But you can go to a tool like writetag, R-I-T-E, tag.com. And I could type in e-learning. And I could find hashtags around e-learning and I could plug those into Twitter and I could find people who are tweeting using the hashtag e-learning and then I could just manually reach out. I mean, there's nothing in the early stages of any business or whatever. You're always going to be doing this cold calling or direct outreach. You can't get away from it. So don't try to just do it, like do the work, you know? And, and if so, I may, if I may jump in with a little motivation, uh, if you need to get, you know, psyched up to go cold calling or cold approaching somebody by email or Twitter or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, just think about your education platform. If you happen to be a, a solopreneur and you're trying to quit your day job, if you can get a hundred people and you build a program or a course or a learning environment where in a year, each you get a hundred people to give you a thousand dollars. That's a hundred thousand dollars. I'm talking in U.S. dollars personally, but that's a very nice income, fully capable of you know replacing the traditional middle class job. Right. So I mean, pick up the phone or open that e- email. Yeah, I mean, the idea too is like I think Kevin Kelly said it best. He's like, if you can get a thousand true fans. And this is a great article. You can just Google a thousand true fans, but a thousand true fans is an essay by Kevin Kelly. And he talks about how if you have a thousand true fans, how you can make a, a very livable wage using the internet and, and technology and like all of these different things. I mean, he, he's talking about it more of a philosophical level, but it's true. I mean, if you have a thousand true fans that are willing to buy things from you, basic conversion rates say that doesn't matter if you're selling a, physical product or if you're selling a information product, you can have a sustainable income. So we're not even talking about that. We're just talking about a hundred people who are interested and it just takes some gritty hustle. And I share a lot of different ways of, of, of accomplishing this goal in the ultimate course creation framework. So I really encourage people to go opt in and take that full lesson. But, um, but I, but it, it's, it is the first step for a number of reasons. And the, the reason, the main reason is that it is the first thing that you need in place for all the other steps in the ultimate course creation framework to work. 
So you, you, you accomplish this step. And then when we talk tomorrow, or I mean, in the next episode about the magical education intersection, it's require, it's a prereq. Like you have to have this, this list together. You have to have these people together before that will really take hold. Um, and then if you don't have those two things in place, then the collaborative course process where we actually co-create the beta course with your students, that is contingent on the following two steps and so forth. And so each and every lesson in the ultimate course creation framework builds. Um, so, you know, that is in a nutshell, uh, the high level of the rapid enrollment, really high level of the rapid enrollment, uh, step in the ultimate course creation, uh, framework in that. And I, I guess for me, Chris, what are some questions that you think the audience might have? Because I'm so deep in this, this rabbit hole that I'm struggling to think about like, what do the, the, what do people want to know about this? Um, and you know, I go into great detail in the course, but yeah, let me just be an open playbook for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think one thing I think people need help with is getting, tying into that idea of the framework and how important this step one is. Mm-hmm. So maybe a little bit of motivation, like why, what if I don't start building my early 100 interest list and I go ahead and move on to creating my course and doing other things? What big mistakes am I making? Well, the biggest mistake you're making is you're you're not addressing the fear, the conscious and subconscious fear that you're dealing with. The only reason for you to move past this initial step is because you're afraid of it. Uh, it's plain and simple. Like it's so much easier to lock yourself in a room and create a course than it is to actually reach out to a hundred people. And odds are you'll probably be reaching out to 300 people. You'll have a probably about a 30% yes rate. And that means you've got 200 people that are going to tell you no. And no one wants to deal with that. Even if it's digital and no via a tweet, people psychologically beat themselves up about this. Um, but my, my response is just hunker down and do it. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you're willing to invest all the time and energy into a course, don't you want that time to be fruitful and, and to really do something? This mitigates so much risk in doing, in building that course. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the number one thing is, is people don't want to talk about that. They don't want to address that. They don't want to break it down. Um, but the reason that they're, they don't want to do this is because of fear and resistance and rejection. Um, and uh, frankly, again, it's not the most fun thing that you can do in an afternoon or for, you know, for me, I did a hundred when I launched my personal podcast, 60 day delay, it took me three weeks to, um, and this was maybe spending about maybe 20 minutes a day. And I just, yeah, you don't have to do it all in one day. No, no, but but if you want to move into building your course faster, complete this step faster. Don't drag this out and then start to work on the course. Because in the reality, in reality, like, um, I forget who said it, um, Steve Blank, who wrote Five Steps to Epiphany and the startup, um, the startup user manual. He's kind of Eric Reese's mentor, the guy who started the lean startup movement. He said, and it's so beautiful because it applies, to, it really applies to course building. It says no product survives first interaction with customers ever. Every single one of them fails. 
every single time that you release something for the first time, especially if it's been built in a laboratory somewhere, is that it's going to fail and people are going to tell you what they don't like and this sucks and that sucks and I don't get this and I don't like that style and this isn't speaking to me. And, 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 I mean, and then most people just get fed up and they leave. They stop because they can't handle that feedback. But that's the feedback that you're avoiding by starting with this interest list that you can work with. So you can take, you can, it's like kind of like, you know, uh, I don't want to dwell on pain and and, and whatnot, but I'm just being real. It's like, do you want the pain of building that student interest list or do you want the pain of spending a ton of time and having it just fall short of expectations and revenue goals and all of that? And you know, the the other thing is if people already have a hundred people on an email list, it's actually, you're, you're good. You just need to go through the next few steps really well, which again, are not fun necessarily. They can be, but they're, they're work. They're hard work. Um, you need to follow the next few steps so that you mitigate the risk too. Just because you have the list doesn't mean you're done. You have to follow the steps and the next two steps that we go through, uh, are really important. So yeah, that is, that is my answer to that question. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, yeah, I would encourage everybody to let Joshua guide you through the, with the course creation framework, um, and be your guide. Yeah, because like you can search around and try to figure it out on your own. But there's a there's a brick road here for you to follow. And it's not always going to be easy. But, you know, you have a guide waiting for free to show you tell you what to do, show you what to do. Absolutely. So, again, people can check that out at lifterlms.com slash course clinic, or you can just uh, text the word course clinic. It's just one word to three, three, four, four, four. And we'll send you lesson one, which is a kind of in-depth step-by-step um, progression of how to do this rapid enrollment process. So yeah, I'm excited. Chris, next time we're going to be talking about the magical education intersection and um, excited to talk to him about that. Do you have any f- closing thoughts for the crew? I just can't wait to see what's coming in step two. <laughs> right on. Well, until then, we'll talk to you soon.